Hey there, this is Chase Amante filling in for Varun Bracha on the Girls Chase podcast. Here at the Girls Chase podcast, we bring you incredible dating content from the best minds in the industry, and we leave you with fun and practical takeaways you can use on girls right now. With me today is Glenn Pierce. Glenn's been teaching direct day games since 2006. That's street stops, grocery stores, shoe stores, bookstores, you name it. If the sun is up and there are girls there, Glenn knows how to meet them. He's been with over 240 women, which makes him one of the most prolific instructors in the game. He even taught me a thing or two way back in 2007. Glenn's got a new one-on-one phone coaching program he's rolled out to students. In it, he turns shy guys into approach machines, able to get dates and get laid with the hottest girls. He obliterates his students' approach anxiety, and he does it all in just 12 phone calls across 12 weeks. Right now, he's got a lot of juicy tech to share with you. The subject of today's podcast is how you can approach whatever girl you want, wherever you want to meet her. Even if all you learn today is what Glenn has to tell you for free and you don't sign up for his 12-week course, it's going to change how you approach women. And at the end of this call, we've got a surprise for you and a special free offer from Glenn you won't want to miss. Welcome, Glenn. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. And thanks for having me, Chase. It's good to hear your voice again. Yeah, likewise. So you're still mostly based out of New York City, correct? Oh, yes. I love New York City. I'm still in New York. When are you coming back to visit? Oh, maybe later this year. Well, we'll have to see. I missed you last time. Yeah, you did. That was a shame. I would have loved to have seen your face. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, do you think New York's probably the best place to meet girls in the U.S.? I would say absolutely not. (laughs) Why not? Well, I'm going to explain. It's a wonderful place to meet, you know, girls. There's a lot of beautiful women in New York City. There's a lot of women in New York City. But beautiful women are everywhere. Okay. I've coached pretty much all over the world. I've been in Europe. I've been in Canada. I've been in South America. I've coached all over America. Okay. And wherever I've gone and wherever I've coached, I have seen women. I have found women. So for example, I have coached guys who are in cities or who are in states or who are in countries that have contacted me and said, yeah, I kind of want to come to New York and do some coaching because I know there's a lot of women. And I'd say, well, where are you? And they would tell me and they would go on to explain how there's not a lot of women or their choices are slim. And I would say, well, I want to come to where you are. Um, I have a really good knack for finding women. I have a good nose for it. And I would go to these places. And despite what they would say and despite their thoughts, I would see women. I would find women. I would know how to locate women. So, yeah, New York is great. And, you know, luckily for me, there's a lot of women. But is it the best? No. There's women everywhere. Just sometimes you have to be creative. You don't necessarily need to go to a different state or a different country to meet different women. Different women hang out in different places locally. Um, So one club will have one type of woman. And then you can go to another club that's going to have like upscale preppy women. Um, If you want healthy women in your life, then you may go to Whole Foods um, or environmentally friendly supermarket. If you want smart women, you might find them at a bookstore. I mean, you could find the type of women you look for or you want as long as you, you know, use your imagination and be creative and visit these places to see, you know, who's hanging out where. Great points. Okay. Well, let's dive into the subject matter we've got for today. So first off, approach anxiety. A lot of people try to explain this a lot of ways, this fear men can feel at the prospect of walking up to approach a new girl. A lot of times guys end up beating themselves up because they missed their shot with a girl that they would have loved to have met, but they were just too scared. So let me ask you, when you got your start, were you scared to talk to new girls? (laughs) And the reason why I'm laughing is because you know, guys ask me this question a lot, a lot of students, and you know, it just brings me back to a point in my life that <laughs> was absolutely miserable and horrible. To say that I was scared to talk to girls or I had a lot of fear was, it was an understatement. I mean, I was so scared that I used to shake, I used to stutter, I used to sweat. Um, I almost at times passed out from the fear of walking up to a girl. And that's before I walked up to her. 
Once I walked up to her, I mean, it got even worse. I mean, I could literally feel my mouth going dry. I thought I was going to get punched. I thought I was going to get slapped. Uh, there were times where I thought I was going to get arrested for sexual harassment. I mean, was I scared? Yes. I was petrified, stone cold petrified to walk up to a woman that I've never met, whether she was alone, with friends, in a bar, in a supermarket. It was absolutely horrible. So to answer your question, yes, I did. I was very, very scared. Crazy. So how did you get over it? Because I assume you didn't have anyone to train you. Well, at the time, I really wished that I had somebody to train me. <laughs> you know, when I got into the whole dating business and the dating community, it was fairly early on. It was, um, you know, probably looking at 10 years ago. Um, so there was a bunch of information floating around teaching you how to get girls, teaching you what you should say and what you should do. And some of that information was good, but most of it was pretty bad. But nobody was talking about how to overcome fear. You know, I think from the best I can remember, what people would say is like, just suck it up, man up, get over your fear, go do all these approaches. And it's like, yeah, okay, great. If that worked or if that could work, that sort of like blunt attitude, man up, then like nobody in the world would be scared to talk to women because they would just be able to man up and get over it. But it didn't work like that. And it doesn't work like that. You know, I didn't have anyone to help me. But what I did have is a group of friends that helped me, but not to their knowledge and just allowed me to explain. So, you know, before I got into the dating community, my life was a mess, my dating life. I had no women. I had no options. I was lonely. I had some low self-esteem. I didn't feel good about myself. Yeah, I had some cool jobs and I got laid here and there, but Ultimately, my dating life was in shambles. And at that time in my life, I was heavily validating myself based upon how attractive I was to women. And I didn't have women, so I valued myself very, very low. Okay, And I knew that I was in a place of extreme pain, and I didn't like that place that I was in. It was horrible. It was a horrible feeling. And I went to bed every night, and I thought about it. Okay, And the friends I was hanging out with, who were also in the dating community, were in much of the same position I was. They all had crazy approach anxiety, tons of fear, and we would go out to approach women. And how they helped me, it was a little bit selfish, but it actually really helped me a little bit to motivate me was, you know, when we'd see a hot girl and nobody would approach them, I would look at them and I would say, well, I have a choice here. I could either stay exactly as they are, which was exactly as I was, but I wasn't looking at myself. I could stay in that position of not being powerful, of not being assertive, not going after women that I find attractive, never getting laid, never going on dates, being lonely, having my mom ask me, when am I going to meet a girlfriend? When are you going to meet some nice girl? And I could stay in that position or I could do something about it. And I started to do something about it. Slowly but surely, I started to approach women. And that's sort of how I started the process. And, you know, in the beginning, it was very difficult. Like I said, I, I didn't have anyone to learn from. I was constantly on the Internet and reading self-help books. I was talking to psychologists. I actually spoke to some hypnotherapists who were all giving me tons of advice, telling me lots of things. Here's what you can do. Here's what you can do. Here's what you can do. But everyone I spoke to didn't have any real life experience with approaching women. They didn't know what it was really like, how scary it was for a man to approach a woman. When I read a book or a book on psychology or fear or anxiety, there was never any mention about how to overcome the fear of approaching women. And the fear of approaching women to me was very different than the fear of a snake or the fear of like insects or flying. It sort of was a fear that in my opinion, really preyed upon every insecurity you have about yourself, not just one. Like with a snake bite, you're scared of getting bit. That's like one aspect. But with approaching women, you know, the fear and the insecurities, there's a lot. It's like, am I handsome enough? Do I look good? Am I going to be able to satisfy her in the bedroom? Am I going to run out of things to say? Is she going to think I'm an idiot? Are other people looking? I mean, there's all these different variables that come together. And I started figuring out that you can't just concentrate on one aspect of it. You have to concentrate on all of it at the same time, or you're just never going to be able to get over your fear. 
So you really started out training yourself and then you started training your friends as well. Yes, I did. I started out training myself. And then, like I said, I, I discovered some really powerful techniques, discovered some really amazing things that worked on fear, worked on it very quickly, very effectively, proficiently, and had a very lasting effect. And yes, I started to share them with my friends and I couldn't believe that it was actually working for them as powerfully and quickly as well. And like I said, it was really a phenomenal process to watch unfold because, you know, I'm the type of guy that loves helping people. I love seeing somebody change. I love seeing somebody grow. And it was a really wonderful experience for me to watch other people in my core group experience some relief from that pain and fear of approaching women. So can you share some of these really powerful techniques you're using with me? Uh, that were having this profound effect on guys? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? One of the techniques is a visualization technique, okay? And this is extremely powerful, okay? I'm not going to go into the science behind it because there's a million papers done and there's a lot of research already done, so you're going to have to take my word for it. But basically, your mind doesn't know the difference between what it imagines and what it actually does. So, for example, in one of the scientific studies that I was reading about, they took a group of people and they hooked up all these electrodes to their head, okay, and their body, and were taking all of these measurements of everything that could happen in someone's body. And they asked these people, they said, we want you to imagine yourself eating an apple. Okay, imagine how it feels. Imagine how it tastes. Imagine the crunch you hear when you bite into it. Imagine the crunching, how it feels on your teeth the sensation of the apple juice flowing down the back of your throat. And they measured away, okay? And they took all these measurements and, you know, wrote them all down. And then they, what they did is they took the same group of people and hooked them back up to all these machines and electrodes. And then they fed them apples, actual apples. And what they noticed was there was actually no difference in the way their bodies reacted and the areas of the brain that, for lack of better terms, lit up. Okay, so they were like totally surprised because they figured out that your brain doesn't know the difference between what it thinks about, what it imagines, and what it actually does. Okay, so one of the techniques that I'll share with you, and this is a very powerful one, is a technique about visualizing. Okay, so what I had people do, and what I learned how to do, and I'll give you the black and white, the easiest version of it, was is I started practicing visualizing myself walking up to women very confidently, very calmly, very comfortably, walking up to women, saying my whatever I'm going to say, and I started visualizing only positive reactions from them, okay? Only positive reactions. And then what I did was I started doing a visualization right after that where I'd walk up to them in the same fashion, and I would visualize a negative reaction. And then I would visualize myself walking away feeling good about myself. And I did this over and over and over and over again. Because when I write about this stuff, I didn't really believe it could work. I was like, you know, just thinking about something could actually change the way you feel about something. Like, uh, it just doesn't make sense. And what I started to notice was when I was walking up to women, okay, and this is still when I had a lot of fear, I started noticing myself being able to walk up to them in the exact manner that I had rehearsed in my visualizations, okay? So I started noticing myself walking up to women really calm and really sort of carefree, which is something I had never done before. And then when I did get rejected by women, it didn't hurt anymore. I didn't go into a corner and want to cry or, or run home and not approach women for the rest of the day because I was so hurt by what she said. It lessened the feeling of being rejected. And I knew I was onto something huge with that. And I started sharing that. And over the last 10 years, I've taken that exercise, that original core exercise, and really transformed it into something that's even more powerful today. That's powerful stuff. Visualization is, you know, all the great athletes, Olympic gold medal winners, will use visualization before they hit the slopes or hit the basketball court or whatever it is. This is a powerful tool that everybody that's great seems you really tapped into that for. And I like the little angle. I hadn't heard that before, not just visualizing the success, but also how you deal with the rejection. Oh, yeah, because that's huge. And that's some of guys' biggest fears. 
And I'm glad you brought that up about the athletes because when I talk to people, I use that exact example, especially people who dive, who are high divers, because they can't be at a high dive every day. So they visualize that their dive, their perfect dive over and over and over and over and over again. And there are times where just visualizing the dive before they even go to attempt it will allow them to do it successfully. And there's a whole science behind that, and I'm sure you're aware of it and some of the people listening. But yeah, it's a really amazing exercise. Amazing. So speaking of science, while we're on the topic, there's an interesting bit of research on men being fearful to approach from 2013. It was uh, three researchers named Cameron, Stinson, and Wood who discovered that low self-esteem individuals tend to psych themselves out by visualizing social costs when there's a risk present. So basically, they start imagining everything exploding in their faces. On the other hand, they found that high self-esteem individuals actually get excited when there's risk present, and they start to imagine all these good things that might happen. So it seems to suggest that overcoming approach anxiety is about learning to think about girls the way that a high self-esteem man thinks about them instead of the way a low self-esteem man thinks about them. Does that sound accurate to you? Do you think that it's harder for low self-esteem men to learn this thinking pattern? Or have you seen high self-esteem men just not even have approach anxiety or get over it faster? To answer your question, and I think it's a really wonderful question, and it's a question that I've tried to figure out over the years, and by now I totally have, is, um, you know, whether you're low self-esteem or you're high self-esteem, in my experience and what I've seen is most of these people, I would say 99% of them, still have a fear of approaching women. There's a lot of men that are really high self-esteem, like you had said, in their jobs, in their finances, in their sports. But when it comes to women, they're totally scared. And there's a lot of low self-esteem men who have no self-esteem when it comes to business, finances, and their life. But regardless, the fear is there. Okay, They both have this fear. I haven't seen any evidence to say that high self-esteem men have less fear about approaching women. Because I've coached some low self-esteem guys who, you know, their business and financial and home life, they're an absolute wreck, but they've had no fear. On the reverse, I've had high self-esteem men who, you know, are riddled with fear. So if you have the fear of approaching women, you have it. And in my opinion, you know, this fear that both of these types of people have, high or low self-esteem, it's a very deep-rooted fear, okay? It's deep within us. And I guess in my research and over the years of coaching hundreds, if not thousands of guys, I've learned that, you know, this fear of women happens somewhere along the lines at an early age, okay? This fear is a learned habit, okay? It started at a young age, and over time, it only got worse. And as they grew up, the fear worsened. And before they knew it, or before we knew it, this fear in not approaching women turned into a habit. Okay, so we've been in this habit, this fearful habit for a very long time. So I'll use myself as an example. I think I started looking at girls and noticing girls at the age of 10. Okay, that's probably fair assumption, maybe 10 or 11, but we just use 10 because it's a nice, easy number. Okay, when I got into the dating community, I was 30. Okay, so there's a 20 year discrepancy there. So basically, for 20 years, since the age of 10, to the age of 30, I was in the habit of reinforcing and solidifying this fear of women. So I was in the habit of seeing women every day of my life and not talking to them. I was in the habit of going to school and seeing women in the hallway or girls that I thought were pretty at school and not asking them out on dates, not going after them, not trying to get to know them better. I mean, basically, whatever I did whenever I went to a bar... I started to get into the habit of not approaching women and listening to these voices in my head that were very limiting. All of these excuses to not do it, reasons to dislike myself, to say that I'm not good enough. So it was a very destructive habit that started at an early age and only was reinforced over time. So basically for 20 years of my life before I found the dating community, I really was in a very, very, very difficult position to break a habit that has been going on this long. If you do anything for that long, if you have any type of habit for that amount of time, it's very difficult to break. Those are some great perspectives. So there's the fear element, but the fear kind of builds up this habit that once you're in that habit, then you're equally stuck 
because you not only have the fear, but you also have conditioned yourself to not approach and to immediately put yourself into this fearful mindset. Absolutely. Have you read the book Outliers? Yeah. Okay. It's been a little while, but that was a great book. Some of the examples still stick in my head. Yeah, and it's phenomenal. But in that book, you know, he also talks about how 10,000 hours, okay, 10,000 hours to master something. You could become amazing at everything if you put 10,000 hours into it, okay? So essentially, I had put way more than 10,000 hours into it of not approaching women, of listening to those voices in my head. So what I was, in reality, I was like a professional non-approacher. I was a professional at listening to these voices in my head. Oh, yeah, I was the best expert in the world at not approaching, of course. And I learned that. It was learned over all that time. So we're going to talk about uh, habits and forming new habits a little later in the podcast. Before we get to that part, I want to ask you about some of your smaller techniques, and then we'll kind of build up to discussing all these resetting the, the habit. So I think the first we want to talk about is your hot girl in the room effect. So this, I think, is where guys get nervous around a girl because she seems so hot, but really she's just hot compared to the other girls around her, and she's not actually all that special. You know, of course she's a special person and everything, but all things being equal. So how much of an effect do you think this has on guys on impacting their approach anxiety? Yeah, there's definitely a correlation between the level of hotness and approach anxiety, okay? But the fact of the matter remains is a man who doesn't approach doesn't approach. Um, he may be more scared of a hot girl, but he's going to be pretty much just as scared with a lower value girl or a girl he doesn't think is as hot. But there are guys who can sometimes do a little bit of approaching and, you know, a hot girl does have a certain effect on a man. You know, we tend to see this hot girl and we immediately place a lot more importance on her because she is so hot. We, we tend to think she's something more than she may actually be. And you think that's more illusion than anything else? Now, are hot girls actually different? Are they a different breed of girl than other kinds of girls? Well, it's a complete illusion. And I'm glad you said that word. It's a total illusion because, you know, I, I've been at this a long time and I've dated some really hot girls. And in my experience, most of the hot girls are a complete mess, okay? They're really low self-esteem. They have no money. They don't have their shit together. They drink too much. They fuck too many guys. They're non-committal in a lot of ways. They're very flaky. They're attention-seeking. You know, they always have all these guys, backup plans, calling them, hanging them around, and they have a huge sense of entitlement. And most of them are not that much fun. They're not that funny, and they don't have a sense of humor. These are women who have just relied on their good looks to get them everything in life. Everything has been handed to them very easily by the world and by other men because they're so good looking. So they haven't had to develop real life skills, real social skills, real communication skills. They haven't had to go to school and get a real job because they've been handed jobs or they've been supported by men. So these women, yes, to an average man, he may think she's, you know, this amazing piece of work. But in reality, you know, she's probably not worth your time. She just looks good. Now, from a sexual side, sure, she's fantastic. She's beautiful. We'd love to have sex with her because she's so hot. But from a compatibility side, it's probably not the best idea. So, yeah, yeah, we can call it the nerd girl in the effect. Uh, we have the hot girl in the room effect, then we have the nerd girl in the room effect. But the reality is, is us as men, when we view a woman, we assign a value to her. And that value is, of course, going to be illusory. And I'm going to explain in a second as to why. So when we see a woman, we'll assign a value to her. Now, that value is going to be one of three things. It's either going to be lower value, which is a girl who you might not be so attracted to, or you're going to assign a higher value, and that's a girl that I just talked about, who's like really hot, okay? Now, the third value, and this is the most important value you can assign to a girl, is equal value, okay? In my experience of talking to hundreds or thousands of guys and talking about this, what I'm talking about now is I've never heard one man tell me that they look at a woman and assign an equal value. So they're always placing her in one of two categories, lower value 
not worth their time, not dateable, or high value, okay? And that's really unfair, okay? Because until you meet the girl, until you actually talk to her, you really don't understand or know what her value is. So you assign this illusory value. And one of the things that I, I teach guys is how to learn to look at women, especially the real hot ones, and not place such a high value on them. So they're actually capable of looking at her at an equal value as themselves, not higher, not lower. And when you can look at a woman and assign an equal value as yourself to her, all of a sudden, you're not so intimidated by her. She's not so hot. You're not so scared of her. You're not so scared to flirt with her, to banter with her, to tease her. And you're not that scared to lose her or be rejected by her. Because now you're looking at her as your equal, not as a superior and not below you. Um, so it's a really powerful way to learn how to ease your fears and learn how to approach women in a lot more comfortable way. That's a wonderful reset button. And yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. Like everybody comes in and someone's either better than you or worse than you, but not on the equal level. So if you're getting, getting guys to look at it that way, that's just a complete mindset shift. Super complete. I agree. So I think related to this, one of the big things that I know that you've talked about is what you call the, the safety straitjacket. So guys get in this habit of playing it safe all the time. But th then this too safe, too timid approach actually makes them more likely to get rejected by girls, not less. So can you tell me how this works? How does playing it safe actually make it more likely that a guy gets rejected by a girl that he talks to? Oh, and I'm so glad you're like reading my mind here, like a mind reader. This is so important, okay? One of a man's biggest fear when it comes to women is the fear of rejection, okay? It's really scary. We don't want to be rejected, whether it's on an approach or whether it's from a girl that we're really interested in or that we've been dating a while, okay? As men, we have a lot of pride and we actually value ourselves on our sexual and financial conquests, okay? So rejection, especially in the form from a woman, is one of our biggest fears. And so to avoid rejection, what men do, and I would say 99.9% .9 of guys, okay, they choose to play it safe with women. Okay, but the reality is, is playing it safe with a woman is probably 99.9% .9 of the time going to actually ensure rejection from her, okay? Because the thing is, when you play things safe, when you're not saying anything risky, when you're not flirting with her, when you're not touching her, when you're not teasing her, when you're not playing little, like, games with her, okay, this is stuff that every guy in her life or any guy she's ever dated does. You're just being the normal, nice, totally typical and predictable man. There's nothing about you that's going to stand out. You know, unless you're like a god, like with your body and in good looks, playing it safe with women really isn't going to get you laid. And I would argue that even if you're a god with, with your body and how great you are and how handsome you are, playing it safe is probably not going to get you much success anyway. So like, for example, when people come to me and they want to, they want to learn something they can say to a woman when they approach her. Okay. So I'll be like, all right, great. Uh, here's what I want you to say. And they'll look at me and they'll say, no way. She's going to get so mad. And uh, I'll be like, all right, well, uh, you really think so? And I try to explain why she won't. And they'll be like, you can't just walk up to a girl and say that. You just can't do it. So I'll be like, all right, well, um, since you're not going to do this, why don't we try it your way? You want to say something like what? And they'll be like, well, something that's nice. It's non-threatening. It's, it's not going to piss her off. It's, it's not going to offend her. So they walk up to her and they say, excuse me, you're really pretty and I wanted to come say hi. And she's like, oh, thank you. And then he's like, uh, so what's your name? Wow, do you come here a lot? And yeah, I just came here to do this. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, it was nice to meet you. Goodbye. And, you know, this guy on some level is going to feel good that he approached the woman. But the reality is he just got rejected. He just got blown out. A blowout 
doesn't have to be harsh. He got rejected. She walked away. She said, nice to meet you. Goodbye. He got rejected. And that's because he walked over to her in a very non-masculine way, a non-confident way, a non-assertive way. So he chose the route to play it safe, but he still experienced rejection, okay? So the safer you play your game, the more rejection you're actually going to get, okay? But when you walk up to a woman with something funny, something creative, something different, yeah, the blowout, if you want to call it that, may seem a little bit more abrupt, but the reality is you're going to experience an infinite amount of less rejection. So playing it safe equals rejection. Taking risks and challenging yourself is going to equal success. So you uh, talked about the way that the guy walks up to her being too timid. What are some of the more common ways that you see guys play it too safe before they've learned to be more aggressive? So what are some of the things that guys do to trap them in that safety straitjacket? Well, you know, they'll say, excuse me, miss, do you know what time it is? Or, excuse me, do you know if the food's any good here? They try to start what I call is like situationally relevant conversations. So they want to say something very relevant and very contextual to the situation or environment they're in. And it's like the biggest wuss bag way to start talking to a girl. It's like walking up to her in a bookstore and saying, uh, and she's looking at some Stephen King books and you're just like, oh, is that Stephen King book good? I, I haven't read it. And she's like, uh, I don't know. I'm not even sure I'm going to buy it. Like there's nothing there. She knows you're just some plain, boring dude trying to strike up a conversation who's ashamed of his feelings. Because real men, sexy men, attractive men, confident men, aren't ashamed of their sexual feelings and desires for a woman. They see a woman and they go after her. And that's what women want. Women want men. They don't want this situationally relevant, safety, straitjacket wearing guy. They want men with balls, guys who take risks. That's what's exciting to women, not the man that plays it safe. So it seems to me, because I know plenty of times I did it in the past, and I've seen it with guys that I've coached, so it seems that guys kind of instinctively know when they're holding back too much and they're half-assing it with a girl. And they know this is probably bad and she's going to like them less for it, but they just can't help themselves. So is this something that guys get over once you start to unbuckle that straitjacket and let them out of there? Yes, absolutely. Of course they get over it, and they get over it quick. And we could talk about this whole playing it safe just for a minute, and then I'm going to answer more of your question. Sure. And you said something interested. So from a man's perspective, from an early age, he's been taught by women and probably men because he never had any sort of masculine alpha male role model in his life that he should act a certain way and say certain things to a woman and women are going to respond favorably. So, for example, a boy in school might say, wow, I find that girl really pretty. And another girl might say, well, why don't you just go tell her she's pretty? That's what women want to hear. Or the teacher may say, well, why don't you just go tell her that you like her and ask her out to a movie? Or his mom is like, just go tell her how she's beautiful, how beautiful she is. So we've been bombarded or sort of conditioned or hypnotized into thinking that there's a way to treat women and to act towards women and that women are going to respond favorably. But anybody who's listening to this and studying dating advice knows that that doesn't work. That's not the way to do it. Okay. So you had said, you know, is there a way to break out of it? And even though they know it's instinctively that it's bad. They just keep doing it. And the reason why they keep doing it is because they've been programmed, okay? They have bad programming. And in order to change the programming, you have to install a new program and erase out the old program. And that's really, you know, the crux of what I do is I help erase all that old programming of fear and doing things a certain way. And I install new powerful and amazing techniques and ideas and ideologies into a person's head that allows him to have success with women. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, sure. So one of the ways that I know you talked about that you get guys to kind of break out of that is something called the training circle or the master's wheel. So I've actually referred to this once or twice on Girls Chase before, but can you tell the audience what this training circle or master's wheel is and why it's so damn powerful for getting guys out of an approach anxiety mindset? Yes, yes, absolutely. So basically, 
the master's wheel training circle. Let's think of you have a bunch of concentric circle rings. Okay, so you have the outermost, then you have another one, then you have another one, then you have another one, and then you have the center ring. Okay, and essentially the center ring is where you want to be. That's like true mastery. Okay, that's like you're a warrior and you're actually on the outside. And you want to work your way to the inside, okay? So a lot of guys, they want to be in that inner circle. They want to have that mastery right away. They're like, they want to go from A to Z, and they want to skip everything in between, okay? So what I do is I teach guys in a way that's very methodical, that's very thoughtful, that allows them step-by-step step to learn and to assimilate and understand any and all of the information and theories that I'm teaching them and that they learn on themselves. So you can think of it like timed information or information timing, okay? The way the mind is set up, it can only understand and fully assimilate information when it's ready for it. So let's use a dating community example. So if a guy says, hey, I want to learn how to take a girl home from a bar. Okay, great. You're going to learn that. But guess what? If you can't walk up to a girl and start a conversation, taking her home is impossible. I can tell you right now, okay, here's what you got to do. You got to make sure her friends are cool. You got to make sure that she doesn't have her car out back. I want you to make sure that, you know, there's nothing this, that, that, that your roommate's not home. Give you all this information about how to take her home. Okay. And he's going to be like, oh, great. And then he's going to walk up to that girl and he's not going to understand or be able to implement much of that information because he hasn't learned from the beginning. So learning is very systematic. Let's think about math. You start out with math, you learn simple addition, and then you learn multiplication. Then you learn division. Then you learn some algebra, some geometry, and then you get into some calculus and advanced physics. There's a progression, okay? And that's sort of exactly what the training circle or master's wheel is. It's slow, it's methodical, it's thoughtful. And when you learn the correct way, it will have a lasting effect. You cannot unlearn it. And that's the beautiful thing. Once you learn or you learn to eradicate your fear, you can't unlearn it. And it's a really beautiful thing to watch unfold. So when you coach guys, how fast or how slow do they progress into that inner circle, into the further parts of the wheel? Is each guy different or is there a standard trajectory that guys follow? Um, in the way guys process information, everybody is different. You know, I work with everybody on an individual basis. So even though I have a program, it's not cut and dry. It's not like, here's what you get, here's what you get, you're going to get this, you're going to get this week after week after week after week. I work with you personally, so it's very personalized. You get the attention you need, and I get to listen to you every week, tell me about your experiences, so I could alter the exercises and give you new ones. I, I may give something to you and that I don't give to this guy, and I may give something to that guy that I don't give to anybody else. It's all very personalized to the individual's needs. So the program's 12 weeks. And the reason why it's 12 weeks, three months, is because we were talking about habits earlier. I'm sure you know this, Chase. There's a certain amount of time it takes to develop a new habit. And science has proven that it's approximately 60 days. So I take men 30 days past that 60-day mark to learn a new habit to make sure that that habit is really reinforced, really ingrained in a person. So the thing is, will somebody get over their fear faster? Maybe. Maybe somebody will get over it in two weeks. Maybe somebody will get over four weeks. But that doesn't matter because it's a 12-week program. The thing is, when you go through the 12 weeks, the three months with me, you have no fear. So whether you get over it in day one or day 30, it doesn't really matter. It's success. It's all how you view it. So what's life like for a student of yours who's got themselves completely free of approach anxiety? Can you share any case studies with me? Uh, uh, yeah, actually, there's a very recent one. And um, it's pretty funny. It's a funny story. It makes me seem like a stalker, but I'm really not. So uh, <laughs> don't laugh at me. Uh, I'm just intrigued to hear what the story is. Yeah, and it's a good one because I was walking around New York City and this is a guy I had coached, I would say it's got to be about a year ago. He went through my program and he like killed it, okay? So I'm walking through New York City and I was like, I'm not going to say his name. I'm just going to call him Mr. X. So, And I'm like, man, that looks just like Mr. X. So 
I'm like walking and I'm like, I'm going to go say hi to this dude because he was so awesome and he loved to see me and I'm getting closer. I'm like, that's totally him, right? So as I'm walking up to him, I just see him stop. This like ridiculously hot Latino girl. I mean, not just stop her. I mean, stop her like a boss. And I'm like, this guy's out running game. I love this. So I, I ran across the street and I'm kind of like looking at my phone and I'm looking at him and I'm watching. And then, you know, five minutes later, I see him take his phone out and he gets her phone number like clearly. So New York can be pretty crowded. You've been to New York. That's where, you know, we played together and we coached. So the way the lights were, it was hard to catch up to him. So I had to kind of walk a long way around to go catch up to him because I wanted to say, dude, I just saw you approach this girl. That was awesome. I'm so proud of you. And as I'm like trying to catch up to him, I see him stop this blonde girl. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy's out here like killing it. That's like two girls in like 20 minutes, 15 minutes. So I watched that and then I'm like, all right, I got to go talk to this dude. Okay, so I go start running now. And then there's like a woman's shoe store. Um, and it's a popular one. It's one that I used to go to all the time to go pick up girls. And maybe he found it on his own or maybe I told him about it when I was coaching him. But he goes into the woman's shoe store and I know why he's there. He's not there to buy shoes for himself. And he doesn't have a girlfriend because he was just hitting on girls in the street. And I know he's going in there to meet women. So no, I didn't go in to say hi. But just the satisfaction of knowing that my student was out there like a year later, like just like on a mission to like meet women and get lots of phone numbers and get lots of dates, you know, it's probably one of the most rewarding feelings as a coach that I could have. And this guy was living the lifestyle. I mean, he was just there doing it. You know, from the students I keep in touch with, that is a very typical result. They become or they get in the habit of approaching women. They're in the habit of talking to women wherever they go. They're in the habit of having fun. And in my program, you actually learn to have fun. You have fun approaching women. It's, it's not this daunting, fearful experience anymore. Once you're that guy who just naturally talks to women, who's a natural ladies' man, and it's part of his day and his routine, you know, nothing stops him. It's a new habit. And they're in the habit of actually just approaching women and living life to the fullest. That's really cool. So if a guy was listening to the call right now and he wanted to go out and start working on the first step right away without even hopping on a call with you just yet, what would be the first thing you would ask him to go do? Well, the first thing I would ask him to do is not going to be any getting over fear advice. The first thing I would want any man to start to think and feel and to start telling himself is that there's nothing wrong with you, okay? You're perfect just as you are. Right now, today, no matter whether you're scared or you're not or you have dates or you don't, you're a beautiful, wonderful human being. There's nothing wrong with you. Okay, it's only when you start to compare an idea or a vision of yourself, of who you should be or what you should be, to what you are now that there's a huge contradiction. So the first step I want anyone to take is to start to learn to accept themselves as they are, to know that there's nothing really wrong with them, that they have everything they need. Okay, we only think think there's something wrong with us because of what we've learned and how we compare ourselves. We only think we need to be something else other than we are because we're comparing to an idea of ourselves. But when you could learn to love and accept yourself as you are and who you are, the fear of approaching women or being something other than what you're not sort of goes away and it allows you to start living a better life a less fearful life and actually maybe start talking with women. So that would be my advice. That is a pretty inspirational first step. Yeah. And I want to inspire guys. So how long does it take a guy to go from being scared to talk to girls to the point where he's doing something like your student, Mr. X, or he's just taking new girls to bed or he's got a new girlfriend that he really likes? The thing is, um, it's different for everybody. Okay. So you know, the component where how long does it take to get over fear, I answered just before. Taking girls home, getting them to bed. Okay, I've had guys who have gotten laid the first week in the program. And I've had guys who've gotten laid the last week in the program. It happens differently for everyone. And as far as getting a girlfriend, you know, that's going to be different. I mean, finding a girlfriend, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. Usually there's such a profound sense of freedom and liberation after the program that most men aren't looking for a girlfriend right away. They want to date lots of girls because now they can. But the learning curve, how do I put this? Basically, you're going to get good 
at the rate as fast as you want. Okay. So, and what I mean by that, like it'll take you as long as you want it to take is basically based on you. So if you want it bad enough, it's going to happen really fast. If you don't want it bad enough, it's going to take a little time, but the results in the program are consistent. It's going to happen. You're going to get laid for sure. You're going to get dates. There's no two ways about it. But basically, you know, you're going to learn as fast as you want to. Okay. And people are, have different speeds. And that's what the program allows me to adapt to everyone's different needs and speeds. It's very cool. And I know one of the things that we talked about before was the habits. And forming the habits is going to be a big part of adapting that to the guy's speed. I think a big part of that, what the habits enable you to do is get guys onto something that you call the good direction trap. And this uh, good direction trap is just a way that you get guys conditioned to moving in the right direction with approaching and talking to girls so that they can't help but talk to more and more girls and set up more and more dates. And they just kind of get stuck moving in this good direction. So how exactly does this work? Does this work the same as any habit once he's gotten used to doing things right and he's just kind of stuck in this habit of, of talking to girls and asking girls out? Yes, absolutely. Cool. That's exactly it. I'd like to give a profound answer, but you know, yes, it will become habit because at this stage in his development, he technically is a new person. He has shed the skin of that old person, that old person who was lonely, that had low self-esteem, that didn't know how to talk to girls, that was scared to talk to girls. That person's gone, okay? He is now the person that naturally talks to women and gets dates, and he would actually have to work extremely hard on himself to undo this new habit because the new habit he's in is so empowering and it's so powerful and it feels so good and there's so much freedom i mean as a man and you know you could testify to this fact because you know we've both lived this lifestyle for many years i don't think there's many greater experiences than being able to walk down the street or walk into a store or anywhere in the world and just see women and know that you can get them, that know that you can talk to them, that know that you can have dates. I mean, it's such a, a profound and amazing feeling to know that you don't ever have to be lonely again, that you'll have an abundance of women in your life and not just like any women, quality women, because you'll have the ability to choose and be with women that you want to be with. Not women who chose you. You're now the chooser. And as a man, that's just like a phenomenal place to be in. So this point where guys get stuck in this habit of knowing that they can go up and approach girls and then being in the habit of doing that and in the habit of moving in this correct direction. So that seems to kick in usually around week three or week four of your program from what you've seen, correct? Yes. This is when men start to have all these insights into themselves. This is when they start believing in themselves. This is when their realities start to change. This is when they walk around and start looking at women, feeling confident and wanting to talk to them. You know, one of the most beautiful parts of my program is men aren't actually approaching women right away, okay? So it's not like you sign up and the first day I'm like, go out and approach 10 girls. Uh-uh. It actually takes time, okay? You only approach women in my program when you're ready, when you want to, when you're confident enough, and not a second before, okay? Because for most men, it's the scariest thing to do in the world. So I'm not going to have you go do the thing you're the most scared of right away. I lead up to that. So basically what happens is, and the most common result is, is a guy will start literally begging me to approach women. Glenn, can I please approach women this week? Can we please approach women this week? I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to go do it. And, you know, usually when that happens, it happens around like week three, four, sometimes week five. But as soon as they're ready and they're asking for it, that's when I start to introduce that into the program. And right away, that's usually when the dates start happening and when they start getting phone numbers. And two other things I want to ask you about. One is that you find students use a lot of excuses to not approach that seem valid to them at the time, but aren't. And the other is about what you call instant attraction generators. So first, the excuses guys use. What kinds of excuses do you see guys using that aren't actually valid? Well, they're all invalid. Every excuse a guy gives himself is just an excuse. It's all a manifestation of fear. Any excuse. And I've heard them all. Okay, and I'll give you a recent example from a student who told me he's a New York guy and he's a really wonderful guy. 
And in New York, they're always doing a lot of construction. So there's a lot of scaffolding going on in New York. And sometimes you have to walk under scaffolding. And he was telling me that he was scared to talk to women or do some of the exercises because he felt that it was very rapey. It was very perverted. And he felt like she was going to feel like she was in a rape situation because she was under the scaffolding, which is like as absolutely as insane as it gets. But some of the other fears or, or excuses guys give themselves, she's wearing headphones. She looks like she has a boyfriend. She's too hot. I don't know what to say. She looks like she's going somewhere. She looks like she doesn't want to be bothered. There's people standing around. There's a security guard next to her. She's crossing the road. She's with her friends. She has a dog. She didn't look at me. She's wearing high heels. Uh, she's probably waiting for her boyfriend. You know, the excuses go on and on and on and on and on. I mean, anybody listening to this could probably list off 50 or 60 excuses. And, you know, the reality is, is they're all irrational. They're all just a cop-out. When this is happening... Okay, and let me explain this, is in that moment when these excuses are going off and you're hearing them in your head, what your mind is doing is it's trying to protect you, okay? Your mind is actually trying to be your friend in that moment because one part of your mind perceives some sort of fear, something bad happening. So what it does, it starts to create excuses and reasons for you not to experience that fear. So it's trying to protect you, it's trying to be your friend, in that moment, but it's really just a wolf in sheep's clothing, okay? Because even though it thinks it's trying to protect you, the reality is it's only um, disempowering you. It's holding you back. Does that make sense? So how do you get guys to stop using these excuses? Well, I get guys to stop using these excuses with some really powerful scientifically and psychologically proven exercises. Like I talked about earlier, you know, I went through this program myself. At the time, I didn't know I was going through it, but I went through it myself. I tried dozens, dozens and dozens of exercises until I found which ones worked the best, which ones had the most lasting effect, which ones worked the easiest, with the least amount of pain, so on and so on. And over the years of coaching guys, I started giving them these techniques and I started tweaking them. And I've coached hundreds of guys and I started tweaking them in ways that started to really have an even more profound effect on the student. So instead of coming up with, you know, we're talking about excuses. So as the program comes on, instead of coming up with limiting belief excuses, one of the most common occurrences students have is they start coming up with empowering excuses. They start coming up with excuses as to reasons why he should approach her, as to when he should approach her. He starts coming up with excuses of how to approach her. So all of those negative, those limiting excuses are gone. And all of a sudden, he now has really amazing excuses and that point him in a positive direction and get him to take action. So his excuse making just completely flips. And now it's pushing him to approach instead of pushing him to not approach. Yes. And that's the most beautiful thing in the world. So does that take long to do to get that guy to make that flip? Uh, it doesn't take long. I mean... I don't know how old uh, some of the people listening to this are, but no matter how old you are, you have been, for more than three months, you have been experiencing pain in your dating life. You haven't been getting the results you want. So 12 weeks, is it long? If it took the full 12 weeks, if you didn't get it until the last day, which is impossible of the program, would that be long? No, it's a blink of an eye compared to how much freedom you're going to experience for the years to come in relation to how much pain you've experienced in the past. So no, it doesn't take long to do at all. Okay. The other topic we're going to talk about before we wrap this up is the instant attraction generators. So what exactly are these? Well, it's exactly what it says. It's instant attraction generators. So throughout the program, okay, I am constantly giving men new ways to communicate with women, both verbally and non-verbally. So non-verbally means through body actions, okay? And what these do is they telegraph to women very attractive traits about a man, and they tend to be instant. So when a woman recognizes this or sees this or hears this from you, she becomes instantly intrigued and attracted to you. How many of these are there that you give to guys? 
Well, in all total, there's 31. So I give men 31 different ways to generate instant attraction with women. It's more than you could possibly use. I don't think anyone could use all 31, and they all work. So you now have an arsenal of techniques and things you could do or say that are going to generate instant interest with women. And you could use them at will. You can use some of them with each other, or you could just use one of them on their own. doesn't matter. They all work hand in hand. They all work together. So what point of the interaction of the conversation with a girl do you use these instant attraction generators? Is there a specific time? Um, you use them instantly. Instantly. So as soon as you walk up and say hi to her. Well, the first word that come out of your mouth could be it. It could be on the way walking up to her. Or I have a really powerful eye contact exercise that literally makes her melt. Okay, And this is before you've even spoken to her. So when you walk up to her, you, you don't have any work to do because she's already interested in you. That's neat. Now, for your program itself, I think it's normally a $3,000 program, correct? Because this is a huge program. You're working every week with guys, one-on-one -on -one with them, and you can only take a small number of students before your schedule is completely full. But you were willing to come down and offer this program at $1,500 for the whole 12 weeks for students from Girls Chase. Uh, so first off, I want to thank you for that because that's a heck of a deal. Let me ask you, though, for guys listening in, if a guy does this and spends 1500 bucks with you and gets on a coaching call with you one-on-one -on -one each week for 12 weeks, what's the success rate like? What percentage of your students beat their approach anxiety, get laid, and take new girlfriends? Well, the success rate is 100%. If you stick with me through the 12 weeks and you allow me to coach you and you get on the phone with me every week, then you're going to be 100% cured of your approach anxiety. Okay, you will have no more fear. You'll be able to walk up to women in the scariest of environments, whenever, wherever you want. You'll literally be a new person. And I said this earlier, it's transformative. You're not even going to be able to recognize the old you. You're going to be a totally new person. So the success rate is really 100%. If you want to get girlfriends, I mean, that's up to you. Like I said earlier, a lot of guys, when they come out of the program, they don't want girlfriends because now they're, they have freedom. Now they could date around. And now they're like, oh, well, I want to date a bunch of women. And, you know, maybe I'll get a girlfriend. If the right one comes along, then I'm going to take her. But if not, I'm just going to have a bunch of fun and I'm going to enjoy this newfound success that, I, that I've had. And as far as getting laid, you know, my program does focus on approach anxiety. It does focus on generating attraction with women, teaching you what to say, when to say it, how to say it. I give you all the tools. Like at the end of the program, there's no more you need to know to go out and meet women. You have everything. You've done everything. You're capable of doing it. Nothing can stop you. But as far as getting laid, you know, that's going to be up to you. You know, you might get laid on the first date you go on. You might get laid on the third date that you go on. But the best part about it is, is you're going to be going on dates, tons of dates. So you're going to have tons of chances to get laid at will. Learning how to take women home from a date, you know, that's a skill set. Will I be talking about this with you during the course of the program? Of course I will. Okay, but the focus is on learning how to meet women, becoming a confident man, having a high self-esteem, great outlook on life, knowing what to say, how to say it. And yeah, there will be times where you will be able to get laid, no questions asked. So if a guy makes this investment and goes through this training, how long is the benefit going to last him? Does his approach anxiety come back after, say, six months or a year or two? Or will he have to take the program again at some point? No, he will never have to take the program again at some point. Once the fear is gone, it's gone forever. You're never going to have to worry about it again. It's never going to be crippling. It's never going to be paralyzing. You're never going to be like shaking or stuttering or sweating or wondering what to say or how to say it. Now, you know, if you come out of the program and, you know, you're sleeping with a bunch of girls for a couple of years and then you get a girlfriend and you're in the relationship for a couple of years and then the relationship goes bad and you want to start meeting women again, you'll have all the tools you need. You'll have them all personally to just go out there and implement implement them again and pick up right where you left off before you met your girlfriend. So basically, yes, it's lifetime. It'll last you forever. Cool. And even if some of that fear comes back again, it's pretty easy to get into the habit, into those positive habits that you learned before, you know, even if you take some time off or get a girlfriend or what have you. Oh, yeah, it's super easy. I mean, it's as easy as riding a bike. All you got to do is just go outside and just do some of the exercises that we went over and you're right back in the habit of approaching women. It literally should have taken more than a day or two. Very cool. 
So I think from what you told me, you only have 18 seats available right now for this coaching because this is a lot of work for you. It's not just scheduling the students up and holding calls and you're talking to each student each week, but it's also what you're doing on your end. So you're thinking about each guy's situation and mapping out the strategy that's going to get him the best results. However, you're offering free 10-minute consultations to readers and listeners from Girls Chase who want to find out more about the program, correct? Yes. Yes, I am going to offer a free 10-minute coaching consultation with anybody from Girls Chase. All right. Very neat. And to get that consultation, just fill out your information on the form that's right below. If you look right below on the screen, you'll see it. So, Glenn, can you briefly sum up for the audience what you cover in this 12-week course? Well, first off, you're going to get everything I use to take even the super timid guys and get them tons of dates, lays, and girlfriends. I flip your excuses on your head so you can stop coming up with reasons not to approach and instead come up with reasons to approach. You're going to get all 31 of my instant attraction generators, which allow you to immediately attract a woman from the moment you walk up to her or even with eye contact before you make the approach. I free you from the hot girl in the room effect and teach you how to view women not as superiors or inferiors, but as girls on your level whom you can now go meet no matter how hot they are. And I do all this to effect a kind of cognitive reset and get guys stuck in a good way, in that good direction trap. And also, you're going to get to have me personally on the phone with you and only you. It'll just be you and I on a call once a week for about 45 minutes to an hour every single week, the whole length of the program. You'll be able to share every experience you're having, all your successes, everything, all your worries, everything with me. And together as a team, we're going to get through this. I'm going to coach you every step of the way and get to know you very personally. And you're going to get to know me. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be awesome. Not only that, on our coaching calls, you can ask me questions about anything. If you're texting a girl and you don't know what to say or don't know how to respond, you could ask me. If you want to learn how to have better dates, you could ask me. We're going to go through our lessons on the phone call, but afterwards, sure, I would love to answer a lot of your questions. Um, That would be great. You're also going to get something that we didn't talk about, which I call the confidence conditioner technique. Okay, and you can use this to quickly reprogram your nervous system and brain so you are effortlessly fearless. I'm going to teach you how to use your eyes to wipe out all social nerves and fears. Your eyes are the key to destroying your nerves forever. You might not realize it, but it's the truth. And the best thing is, this technique, as I mentioned earlier, also makes girls desire you like crazy. Okay, you'll feel like Brad Pitt when you learn how to use this. I'm also going to give you the high technique. This one is so easy, but super powerful. You'll literally feel anxiety melt away within minutes after using this one. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. You're also going to learn what I call scare tactics. And this is how you can quickly develop complete confidence by going to a couple of specific locations that are right by you. I'm also going to give you the rock rhythm method. If you do this, you'll feel like the lead singer from your favorite rock band and girls will start treating you like a sex god, okay? There's so much more. There's so many more things that I'm going to teach you and that you're going to discover through this program. And you're doing all this working with guys directly one-on-one to make sure the program is tailored to them and guarantee they see results. So guys who are interested in this can fill out the quick form beneath this podcast. Once you fill out the form below, we'll send Glenn your contact information and he'll schedule a free 10-minute phone call to talk with you about the program. And that's no strings. You can always change your mind if you decide you don't want to do the program just yet. And Glenn, how long does it usually take you to get back to guys who sign up for the free 10-minute call and get them scheduled? Well, typically it's a day or two. I do have uh, two other businesses and I have this and, you know, I love all of them. But usually I get back to guy within a day or two. All right. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks so much for joining me on this podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it has been. And it was really nice to hear your voice. And thank you so much for this opportunity. And I just want to thank everyone who's part of Girls Chase. I want to thank everybody for listening. Whether we work together or not, I just want you guys to be a success and live your dream life. And this was just like a real honor to be on the phone with Chase. He's an amazing guy. And this was just such a great opportunity. Okay, so there you have it. 
Glenn's built a remarkable 12-week course that lets you completely eliminate approach anxiety. His tools permit you to walk up to her, chat her up, flirt with her, and ask her out with zero fear. Glenn frees you from the chains of hesitation and coaches you through approaching until you can do it on your own. If you'd like to be able to walk up to more girls and ask more girls on dates, fill out the form below right now. Glenn will be in touch with you within 48 hours to discuss your free 10-minute call to talk about the program. If you're listening to this and you're not on Girls Chase, then head to girlschase.com slash coaching slash Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, dash offer, and you'll see the form to sign up right at the top of the page. For now, this is Chase Amante, and this has been another episode of the Girls Chase podcast. I hope you've had fun, I hope you've learned something, and I'll see you again sometime soon. Thank you.